Menno Middle got you down? Crush your sugar cravings with delicious, all-natural Bossa Bars from Menopause, created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at bossabars.com and save 10% every time with code KD10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. You are more than likely tuning into a certain age because you are a woman in midlife, or you're a Gen Xer, or you're Gen X adjacent, or you're my mom, right? Hi, mom. Whatever your age, you are joining me each week from across 91 countries and more than 4,000 cities because you are a woman who is energized by hearing the stories of other women, what makes them tick, and how they are navigating the ups and downs of midlife which is why I'm so delighted to introduce you to today's guest, a woman with her finger on the pulse of midlife, Margaret Detweiler. Margaret is the founder and editor-in-chief of Two Night, a platform and community for Gen X storytelling, pop culture need-to-knows, a fun, dishy weekly newsletter, and a community for, quote, grown-ass women. Or as I like to think of her, the reason I open my email every Tuesday. Welcome, Margaret. That is so kind, Katie. Thank you so much. So no. glad to be here. I love it. Yeah. No, I look, I'm telling you, I'm, you're my Tuesday, you're my Tuesday um, reason I open my email. On Monday, I open it because I get um, Brooke Hammerling's Pop Culture Mondays. I love yep. having a reason to be excited about email, you know, a couple days of the week, and you are definitely it. So thank you so oh. much for joining us. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. And of course, this is a topic near and dear to me, so... Yeah, really excited. Absolutely. And you've had a long career in this type of content. You know, you were at Real Simple, you were at Everyday Health, you were at AOL. But this is a little bit of a departure because it's, you know, Gen X and midlife focused. Why and when did you decide to launch tonight? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I was working. So I also do Gyrate Media, which is um, consulting for brands and publishers on content strategy and storytelling. Um, and I was doing that and I still do it and I love it. Um, but I was feeling like, you know what, I was sort of, I was, I remember the distinct moment I was at an agency helping them with a project and I kind of looked around, I was like mid forties and I was like, gosh, I suddenly feel a little different. I feel a little older and I wasn't seeing sort of my stories and like like the people that I were, was interacting with sort of put me in this new category suddenly as like older and maybe did, wasn't so with it and like all these other things and you know yes I was starting to look a little different a little older and all these things and I was like it, all these things sort of coalesced I was like I'm not really reading these stories of people who are like myself of like my friends who are in midlife, but our midlife is so different than like our parents' midlife, right? We're not Absolutely. like, we're not like in the twin sweater sets. We're not like, you know, golfing. We're not like doing these things that I don't know, you know, you sort of think of retirement, you think of all these things, you have these like preconceived notions. And so anyway, I was like, there's a, there's a gap here. Let's, let's start telling these stories. And, and so I just decided as kind of a side project at the time to, to start to unite. Yeah, and it's really grown because I, you know, I shared in my intro that I love your weekly newsletter, but you are you are more than that. You offer programming, you offer community. Can you give yep. our listeners? Many people listening to the show may may know you, but for those who are meeting you here for the first time, can you give us a top line overview of what Two Night offers? Absolutely. Yeah, we as you as you mentioned, we started with storytelling, and 
we now include a community um, and we actually just relaunched our community into our um, Substack space, which is called the Two Night Social. Um, so you can find that on Substack or it's just uh, tunite.substack.com. Um, and we also do live events. We do live storytelling events. Those are, those are roughly seasonal at this point. And then we do one-on-one -on -one conversations and those um, are also part of kind of our two-night social overview where we have authors and experts kind of who are in the world of, of midlife, whether like we just actually had a great conversation um, about friendship. Uh, from a book who wrote a, a book about sort of friendships in midlife and breaking up with friends, which is like one of those weird topics that I think is so us. It's like, you know, midlife, you accumulate all these friendships and, um, you know, you just kind of, you kind of start to go, especially in the pandemic, you start to go, well, uh, is everybody sort of worth spending my time when we're so busy and, and you right, know, right. really prioritizing those good friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, who am I so. willing to stand within five feet of, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or whose name when I see them on my phone, I don't freak out about. But <laughs> so stuff like that, right? It's like stuff like that, where it's like, you know, these intrinsically midlife or Gen X kinds of things um, that we like to sort of talk about. Yeah. And all of your, um, not all, but much of your content lives on your website. Is that correct? Because I've seen even that friendship article that you mentioned, you wrote a piece yep. and I saw it over on your website. So people can head to, is it tonight.com to find? Yeah, probably the easiest thing is to, you know, most of our storytelling is on tonight.com. It's free. It's open to the public. Um, we, like I said, you know, you can also get to our tonight social from there. Um, that's our paid subscription community. Um, you know, and you can also join and we really hope you do because like our, I feel like the most important thing is for these conversations to happen. Um, so, you know, and I, I would just love to see more people having these conversations. So, um, yeah, but yeah. tonight.com. Absolutely. And you really cover a range of topics. I was on your website in preparation for this. You know, obviously menopause is getting covered. That's that's a given. But you talk about things ranging from the gender pay gap to press on nails, right? Moving to Paris, <laughs> which I loved. I'm like, moving to Paris. I'm reading that one. Ovarian cancer really, truly runs the, yep. it runs the gamut, just like the experiences that, that uh, we have run the gamut. Is there a topic that you have found resonates again and again, no matter how many times you cover it, that keeps getting clicks and hits? 1000% and it's caregiving. Ah. Um, it is, we did like a little bit of, we've done a few different surveys of our community and just sort of asked what is important to them. And when, um, when I kind of restarted the community, it was something we talked about a lot and time and again, people said, you know, I'm dealing with aging parents or I'm dealing with, you know, my kids are, you know, they're, they're sometimes they're in the sandwich generation where they've got kids and parents kind of to manage at the same time. But I think more often as, you know, I'm 54 and as we get older, I think, um, you know, kids are maybe going off to college or, you know, you don't have kids necessarily, but um, I think it's a, a lot with our parents, you know, we're really sort of like exploring, there's so many more options for our parents that I think um, whether it's, you know, how we're, we're caring for them later in life and, how to manage that and navigate it or, or illness. You know, it's a bit of a dark topic, it can be, um, but we, we try to like, um, you know, hear how people are doing it, listen to the stories that people have. And there can be so much comfort in that, in kind of sharing our stories about it. And I think, but that's definitely something that we've heard a lot about. 
from our community. You know, I'm not surprised at all because I did a quick sort of poll of, of my listeners over on Instagram and I said, I'm, you know, creating spring topics. What do you want to talk about? And caregiving came up as one of them. And I'm really excited. I have somebody coming on to talk about being, you know, managing the sandwich generation. And she'll be on, I believe, at the end of May, at the beginning of June. So I'm really excited to explore oh, that. Oh, awesome. So I, I'm not surprised to hear that that's a topic that 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 really resonates, because I think even if you don't have aging parents, you might have, you know, some people may be lucky enough to have grandparents or you have aging, yep. like, you know, aunts or, or uncles or people that, you you know, that you care for in your family or even, you know, in the sort of more modern world that we live in where we have friends that are like family that age and, you know, that we, we, we really need to be able to, to step up. So what's been a surprising thing to you that people really care about? Huh. Um... That's Are you ever question. like, wow, I can't believe people. <laughs> um, I think, I think, you know, Gen Xers, which is most of our, you know, most of our community. Um, are, I don't know if this is a surprising, but like, it's almost like an endlessly, uh, endlessly fascinating topic for us, which is nostalgia. Like we love our, especially my audience, like we love our pop culture. We love our you know, oh my God, do you remember the love boat? <laughs> you know, like, totally. Oh my like, God. That's the reason always... why I babysat. My parents didn't let me watch TV. I'm not even making this up. My mom like was an anti-TV person and I'm like, I got a good idea. I am getting myself hired to be paid money to watch the love boat in somebody else's <laughs> living room. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of the thing that just keeps on giving. I think anytime we post something, because it's like our shared, it's a little bit of our shared language. It's our shared history. and. Um, we were, a lot of us were latchkey kids and we were left our own devices, you know, so that, or we were figuring out that we could go babysit and, no. and that way we could see what we wanted to see. Oh but. my gosh. You're like, you're totally jogged a memory because my mom returned to work. I think when I was probably like 12 or 13, 14, anyhow, she used to come in. This was back in the cable box days. She would come in and she would, first thing she would do before she would say hello to any one of her four children, she would go put her hand on the cable box to feel if it was warm. Because then she knew oh, we. Oh my gosh. No, I'm not even kidding. She, she knew we like snapped off Little House in the Prairie right before she walked in the door. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's so funny. Oh wow. my gosh. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Well, I love this nostalgia thing. I can see why that that's so um, fun because you've just jogged all these wonderful memories for me. And of course, when you spend time on your site and you get these nostalgia prompts too, it's just, it's super fun. We're going to be heading into a mm -hmm. break in, in a minute. And when we come back, I want to hear um, a little bit about your partnership with the ARP because that, that caught my eye on the website. So we'll, oh, sure. let's talk yep. about that after this quick break. You know I'm all about aging without apology, so I was thrilled to connect with Electra Health, a company focused on smashing the taboos around menopause. This female-founded brand is all about evidence-based menopause expertise and care. No pseudoscience allowed. If you've ever been to a doctor's appointment that lasted just five minutes and you found yourself with a million more questions than you started with, you're not alone. Electra is here to make menopause care easier to understand, more accessible, and much more supportive. They offer a real metamorphosis, which is also the name of their platform. Electra's metamorphosis community offers educational resources, tips, and science-backed solutions for managing menopause alongside a private community of women. Your membership includes regular community events and discounted online visits with Electra's clinicians. And the Member Plus program even offers unlimited access to a personal Electra guide. 
Think of her as a menopause doula. Electra has an amazing offer for certain age listeners, 25% off its Metamorphosis program. Use code Katie25 at checkout. Head to electrahealth.com to jumpstart your holistic menopause journey. Or find the VIP link in our show notes over on acertainagepod.com. Okay, Margaret, we're back. Um, you, nostalgia is popular. You're also doing a lot of content with the AARP, and I want to hear more about that. Yeah, we've done a couple of different kinds of um, sort of sponsored promotions and sort of like, uh, we, we did one that was just really, I, I hesitated to say sponsored because I mean, yes, there's, it's sponsored, but it was something that we kind of co-created, which was called Next for X. Um, and it was really about the future of aging kind of, and sort of like how, how are we aging differently than previous generations? Um, and, and what can we expect and anticipate? So, you know, what's, a lot of what we talk about is, you know, the changing face of retirement, um, you know, how people are, you know, a lot of people are talking about cohabitation now, you know, maybe, maybe people aren't, you know, in a significant relationship and they want to buddy up with their best girlfriends, you know, or they're planning for that. And like, kind of a little bit of a, um, a crystal ball into the future and thinking about how our lives could be different. So that has been really fun, um, really fun to do. So, you know, really the relationship that we have, um, you know, has been one of like, how can we co-create content that matters to both of our audiences? Because obviously AARP is certainly targeting, I think, you know, younger and younger, like, you know, generations, like Gen X is their sweet spot right now. So, uh, but millennials are coming up fast. So they're looking at them as well. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. So <laughs> what is, so what way. is next for X? So what has been revealed to you? What have you learned about how we might be aging yeah. differently from our parents? I'm curious. It's kind of exciting because like I said, you know, there are new options for how we age. Um, I think architecture is also interesting. Like, and, you know, my husband's actually an architect. So that was one sort of topic that um, was sort of near and dear to me and, and how homes are being kind of outfitted with um, just like built in such a way that is kind of sustainable for the long term, you know, as you age. So like thinking about things um, that, you know, homes that can can have some of those um, accessibility aspects to them, um, even when you're maybe not, you don't necessarily have any particular needs in the moment, but thinking about, you know, building that, like, you know, just in, in, a, in a way that makes sense for um, an aging population. So um, that was really surprising and interesting to me personally. Um, but yeah, so it's things like that that are really shifting, especially as, as I mentioned, or, you know, we have an aging population, people are living longer. Absolutely. So a lot of things have to change. Yep. Yeah, we have, I, I think I've shared this statistic a couple of times on different shows, but, you know, for the first time in U.S. history, we're on track to have more people over the age of 65 than under the age of 18, you know, and we're, we're exactly we're living on average that. 30 years longer than our great grandparents did, which is kind of yes. astonishing. So you do see all another of this thing. focus. Yeah, go. Yeah, Tell just me. Gonna, you know, I just got to jump in and say another thing. You just sort of jogged my memory, which is that you know, people are not, it's not just like second career, you know, like where it's like, what's your part two? Like, what's your, it's like career three and four, you know what I mean? Like, because we're living longer, we're thinking about like, you know, people are writing novels in their eighties. They're like, they're just, there's so much more happening 
um, and so much more to think about um, as we as we age and the possibilities. So really interesting. It's exciting, but also a little scary because, you know, yes. you, I mean, we're living longer, healthier, happier, fitter, which is the good news. But then it's like, well, what about our bank accounts? You know, are they, uh-huh. are they, uh-huh. are they as fit and fat as they should be for this next phase of life? So you're right. I mean, that's also sort of a, a little bit of a premise of this show. It's like, you are going to be living longer. What are you doing with your time? You know, how are you spending yep. it? How are you thriving? How are you creating that next, next act? Is this something that you've explored at all with tonight? Yeah, I would say um, definitely, you know, I think also the financial aspect of it, like how do you um, how do you continue to sort of generate income? Maybe not as much. I actually just took a little note (laughs) as we were talking. I was like, yeah, I need to do more on on the financial because we do. But it's it's like a weird money. is like one of those weird topics to sort of generate storytelling from. Do you know what I mean? And it's a little bit sensitive. So. But I, I think, you know, what we just sort of hit upon is a good kind of also angle. Like, how do you, um, what are the ways that we think about um, generating income as we get older and sort of creative ways and, you know, yeah, besides the obvious of like, you know, investment. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, you know, it's funny, like I, I've had a couple of finance pros on the show and I always learn so much because this is really um, a weak spot for me. It's it's an area that I just like, too. <laughs> like to ignore and I'm not that into, but I have um, promised myself I'm going to get better. So I actually I actually ordered um, a product that a guest on the show developed. It's called the Money Date Box. And you have money Ooh. money dates with yourself um, around you know very core areas budgeting um, cash flow retirement investing and it's useful and I'm like slowly plugging my way through it but what I've noticed for myself is that when I have shows on finance they um, do um, they perform well but not great and I think it's because hmm. honestly yeah. like I think if people are super interested in finance they're listening to finance podcasts you know they're yeah. They're in, yep. they're in like deep into the weeds. And here people are looking for more general content. So I'm just throwing that out there for you. But I'd be curious to hear from our listeners, you know, um, are they inspired by hearing about people who, you know, have, have started, you know, reinvented careers or started new businesses? Because those shows, I think, do really well. People are excited about seeing examples of women who are... Yes on that third, fourth, fifth act, because that provides the inspiration. I had a wonderful uh, guest who actually, uh, not a guest, a listener who invited me out to speak to her organization. And she shared with me that she and her sister have launched, uh, have co-launched a business uh, based in part on their inspiration from the podcast, which was just like so moving to me that they felt like, you know, that they heard enough stories from the women who come on the show to realize, hey, I could be that woman who comes on the show, you know, and reinvents. So it's. I love that. That is the best, right? When your store, the stories and the podcasts like inspire someone to like take action. It's like the greatest. It is. It's awesome. So I'm curious. So I also had Eve Rodsky on recently and she talked about um, her new book, Find Your Unicorn Space, which was terrific. And about this notion of, you know, you're uh, finding a creative outlet, something that really energizes you completely that you get, uh, you immerse yourself in. And that's that's sort of your passion. And podcasting has been that for me. And I know that storytelling and Gen X conversations is that for you. But for both of us, all of a sudden, these have turned into businesses. Um, Uh You know, I have sponsors, which is, you know, wonderful, but it's also, you know, requires, um, you know, just a sort of a different lens that I approach the the show with. So I'm curious for you, Tonight is a passion, but also of a job. What have you learned about running this business? What, if anything, would you do differently from when you started? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. (laughs) It's a hard one though. (laughs) Um, 
Yes. It's very, it's hard. Um, what would I do differently? You know, it's funny because like total transparency here for your audience. Um, you know, we, we just, as I mentioned, we just relaunched our community onto a new platform, Substack. We were on Mighty Networks, which is a great platform for so many reasons. Um, but it's funny because like two years ago, well, we started on Substack about three years ago and like, like maybe two years ago that I was like, you know what, Substack's adding all these cool, cool community things. Maybe I should just sort of, you know, turn that on and we'll do that. And, but I was really like, really excited by Mighty Networks too. So I went and tried that. It, it just, it wasn't, it didn't quite work out for us in the way that we were sort of planning. It's just the nature of what we do. But I, um, and so I was like, well, if I had only just done that on Substack back two years ago, I wouldn't be here. But you know what? You kind of have to go through those things. You have to learn what is working for you and what, um, what, what does and doesn't work for you, you know, just what things. And I don't, so to answer your question, that was a long-winded way, but like, I kind of feel like, and this is part of being older, like we have so much experience and that experience is so valuable. And I don't know that I would do anything differently. I don't know that I would trade it in because it like really helps me make informed decisions, you know? So I don't know if that's a cop out. No, no, no. It's a great, it's a good answer. Because what, what I'm hearing from you is that you yeah. have to be open to evolving and pivoting. And sometimes yes. what we might, you know, you, you could on the one hand characterize as a mistake, like, oh, I wish I hadn't done Mighty Networks. You know, that was a detour, um, really was a learning moment. You had to, you had to do it in order to learn, you know what, this is, I'd rather be back on this other platform and I need to like yep. pick up and move back. And I think that, you know, honestly, like this notion of reframing um, the experiences that we have is something that you can really only do when you have some experience underneath your, your belt. And it allows you to sort of have that resilience that you need to keep moving as um Somebody's getting older, but also as an entrepreneur. I mean, I think that the I think this is why being an entrepreneur in midlife is so um, powerful because you have yep. you have all this wisdom. You know, even even if your wisdom actually at one point looked like a big mistake, you know, <laughs> right, now, right. now we get to call it wisdom. You know, and experience, and and we we've earned it, and we can use it and apply it to our our new situations. Um, so what do you want to see tonight evolve to next if you're continuing to pivot and grow? What would be what would be a dream for the platform and the community? Yeah, you know, I think the dream is just to get um, more women excited about having these conversations and to just grow our audience. Um, you know, I'd like to be able to personally make it, you know, it, as I said, it started as a hobby. Um, I think making it more sustainable and you know, be, we, we have always paid our writers, but, you know, I think like having these subscriptions helps us to pay the writers and not just me paying out of my pocket or, you know, whatever. I think, um, you know, really making this business one that can grow, can thrive, can um, expand so that these conversations get out there. And I would love to also do more events. Um, there are everybody says like it's kind of their favorite part of what we do are these live storytelling events. Uh, they take a lot of work. They take a lot of time and money. And so, you know, uh, the growth of our community will help us to do more of those. So um, that's, that's what I really hope and see. And then personally, I just, I'm actually hoping to work on a book soon. I can't say what it's about, but um, yes. Yeah, so that's, 
it's it is tied into many of the themes that we're talking about here um, nice. around age and wisdom. So yeah, nice. I love that. I I would love to work on a book as well. That's sort of my like future uni- right future unicorn space that I want to be in because I. I love telling people stories, and I want to share them in another platform. I, and, and by the way, when you write that book, please come back on the show and talk about it, because we love having authors on. Um, I, oh, yes. You know, and you, you talk about Two Night being a community and being in conversation, and I feel, I don't know if it's because I'm now doing this show or because I'm at this age, but I feel like midlife is like almost become trendy which sounds weird you know like like men like i mean i i'm not like maybe maybe i'm overstating it but i feel like you look at menopause for example it's suddenly super buzzy i mean you've got gwyneth paltrow totally. investing in menopause companies i mean it's just an enormous hot market that that pun is intended but um you know menopause is hot <laughs> midlife is hot we all know it's hot uh, what's your take on why? Is it just because we're currently in this space or is it because pop culture is finally, finally um, waking up to the fact that people are over the age of 18? I think it's all of those things. I think it's, you know, like we talked about uh, population getting older. I think um, Gen Xers in particular, you know, who are the folks that you just mentioned, um, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, I think, we are a generation of rule rule busters and um, a little bit DIY, a little bit punk rock, right? We're a little bit sort of a little edgier, and I think we are. Like, we're, we're, we're just, not going we're quietly. Like, wait, we're not going to be quiet. We're not going, <laughs> no, we're not going to be quiet. We're right. like, wait, what's happening to me? What's going on? You're not you're not taking me seriously anymore, or what? Wait, 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 wait. We're not being paid to say what? Wait a minute. So I think we have been a little bit like, hold on, we need to change this narrative. Um, and we need to, um, you know, re- especially around menopause, I think, too, you know, um, I, I one one thing that I like to say about tonight is we are we are all really more than menopause. And also, you know, women over 40 are more than menopause. It's one aspect. But we also have to like, really, like, change the way people talk about it, make it not such a taboo. Um, and make it, you know, doctors need to be more sort of like menopause knowledgeable when they talk, you know, primary care doctors, when they talk to their female patients, it's like, there's so much work to be done. And there's some really amazing organizations who are doing it. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's a combination of things and the zeitgeist and, um, and, and I think just the power of the, our particular generation of women um, who aren't going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> To quote D. Snyder, we're not going to take it. That's so funny. So, you know, Gen X is, you know, is loud. Um, so who are some of the voices that you um, that you think are worth listening to in the, in this space who are having the conversations that that you feel are authentic and that um, really get get midlife? I'm curious. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's I mean, there's a lot. You probably know all of them, obviously. So um, you're one of them, of course. Um, but, uh, I would also say Stacey London is a great person. She's been doing so much work with state of menopause and, you know, her company and, um, she has great conversations on Instagram. Um, I would say Nina Lorenz Collins is another one who does revel. Um, I would add almost, Omishade Bernie mm-hmm. Scott, yep. who does, um, a black girl's guide to menopause. Um, Gosh, I mean, I could go on. There's like so many amazing women who are who are doing things in the space and who have really insightful 
things to talk about. Electra, Alessandra Henderson from Electra Health. I've had the great pleasure of ha- having Nina Larez Collins on the show. She was wonderful. And then I got to attend an event that she co-hosted with Kendra, another sponsor. And Stacey London spoke at that and, and, and talked about uh-huh. her, her own menopause experience, you know, why she bought the company. And um, I would, you know, adore to have her on the show as well as um, Omishade. Am I pronouncing her name correctly? Omishade from Black Girls. Omishade. Omishade. Mm Because I I follow her on Instagram and she has amazing content and uh, a phenomenal voice and just such a warm and open um, style of communicating. So, you know, I'll put all of of those women into the show notes because if listeners are thinking, you know, it's funny, I actually had um, a guest on recently, Stephanie O'Dell from the um, over 50 modeling agency called Celebrate the Gray. And when I aired it, somebody on Instagram said, I'm so happy to see women who are celebrating and, you know, promoting women over a certain age who have gray hair, who have silver hair, who have white hair, because I'm, I'm tired of not feeling seen. And so for anyone who's yes. li- anyone who's listening right now who's feeling like I don't feel really seen, um, the three names that you just shared are, are, are people that you should be following because you are going to feel like you are represented in this conversation. Just, you know, and you'll be excited about hearing their, their take on, on menopause and midlife and and uh, advocacy for, um, you know, better health care for us all, um, you know, as we sort of navigate this space. I absolutely love that. Margaret, I'm curious, you, you know, launched Tonight, which obviously focuses on Gen X women and storytelling. You did this at midlife. But uh, I want to know if you have been able to do this type of business, you know, leaving aside the content at your younger age. You know, what role did being older, being experienced, being in midlife play in your success and recognizing that you were ready to be in charge of your own company? Yeah, I would say um certainly the experience of having you know a few decades worth of um journalistic experience a management experience um you know I, quite frankly i um you know i had a, a significant layoff in the year of 2008 with a whole lot of other people and it was a moment for me at like a, a crossroads where i said you know what do i what do I want to do next? Do I want to just take another full-time job or is there more for me? So, you know, I think at that moment was when I started my consulting content strategy business. And that really, you know, I sort of surprised myself and took all the years of experience that I had uh, managing editorial teams and was able to kind of replicate that into my own agency. And so that was for me the precursor to kind of doing tonight. But I, I, I think the reason I did tonight was I still felt like, you know, even, you know, sort of doing content for other people, I felt, well, you know what, I, I have a voice, I know that I can kind of create something of my own with all this experience under my belt, um, that would be uh, fit an important niche that just, you know, these conversations that are being talked about. So, um, yeah, I don't think I could have done this in my 20s, for sure. I absolutely love what you, I love that you said that you surprised yourself and, and that you that you gave yourself permission to take all of your experience and your skills and create your own your own thing, because that is also a big theme of the show of women just giving themselves permission to get after whatever it is that they that they want to be doing. I've had lawyers become novelists. You know, I've had stay at home moms launch multi, you know, multimillion dollar events businesses. I've had you know people shift um, careers when they've said to themselves, you know, why not me? 
why can't I go for it? So I, I love that that also informed your own um, you know, journey into entrepreneurial life. Super cool. Thank you for sharing that. We are about yeah. to wrap our show, but I want to head into a quick speed round before I let you go if you're if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Okay, good. So this <laughs> I say that now. Exactly. We'll I know there, there was like a slight something going on with that, but so this is it's super easy and super fun. It's one or two word answers to to uh, um you know to, to complete this thought. So creating the two night platform is thrilling. I could talk about this midlife topic again and again. Oh, relationships and how we navigate them, whether they're friends. Oh, sorry. That's not no, one word. No, that's okay. We'll keep it. We'll keep we'll, it there. We'll keep it tight. Okay, nice. If I yeah. never have to talk about this midlife topic again, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> oh, death. <laughs> Looking forward to death. Oh, you know, my. like how you plan for it. It's like, it's so important, but it's like, no. Ugh, I feel you. Okay. Uh, my younger self would be surprised to find that this is part of my midlife day-to-day. Leadership. Just uh, that I'm like in charge and doing my thing, you know? Nice. Tonight has the tagline, just getting started. What's the last new thing you tried? Oh, boy. Um, my gosh. What is the last new thing I tried? That is, uh oh, hitting hitting a sore spot. <laughs> <laughs> you're busy because running. I, you're busy well, running two jobs. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's All probably right. going to be some sort of delicious food item because okay. I'm always like my husband and I are always out like trying new things. Trying so. new things that works. Yeah. That totally works. <laughs> you know, so when you come back after you've done your book, you're going to have an answer for that one. Okay, I will. That's an important <laughs> one to ask too. Like, yeah, okay, I love it. So this one's going to be easy. Finally, your one word answer to complete the sentence. As I age, I feel. Empowered. Nice. All right. Thank you. This has yeah. been so much fun. I love getting to, to talk with the woman behind my Tuesday happy email newsletter. So I want everyone to... You know, hit up uh, Margaret, head to tonight.com, add this newsletter to your rotation. You're going to love it. Where can our listeners find you in Tonight? Yes, we are on all platforms as at Tonight, on all social platforms, T-U-E-N-I-G-H-T. We are tonight.com, and we are the Tonight Social on Substack. Thank you so much, Margaret. This was fun. Thank you. I'm having a great time. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when I talk with travel expert Suzanne Stavert of the web platform Adventures of Empty Nesters, who shares ideas for exploring the world and reigniting your own life as your children grow and leave the nest. Thank you to everybody who's already signed up for our May Zoom book club. We are reading Find Your Unicorn Space by A Certain Age guest and author Eve Rodsky. You can sign up by emailing me at katie at a certain age Want to stay on top of other book events and new episodes? Sign up for our free weekly newsletter, Age Boldly, over on acertainagepod.com or follow the fun on Instagram at acertainagepod. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties.